Are you seeking advice? Are you looking for guidance, someone to help you make the most of your life? Do you need a mentor? You are in the right place. You have found the Mentor Project Podcast. We are here to enlighten the path of those that seek advice in their lives. More people need help these days than ever before. Join us for a unique discussion. All you have to do is sit back and relax. Now, let's get started. Welcome back. This is the Mentor Podcast right here. This is episode number four, and I'm so excited. I've got three other people on the show with me today. I've got Wes Badke, I've got Stuart Sachs, and I've got Monica on here. She's one of our newest mentors, as well Stuart is too. And uh, we have got a different topic for you today. Um, a lot of things go on in our lives, and, and sometimes over the last couple of episodes, we talked about business matters and things that happen in our relationships, and uh, whether it's business or personal. Today, we wanted to talk a little bit about something different. And so the four of us are going to, we're going to, you know, we're just going to talk years off. And we're going to talk about taking one step forward and two steps back. A little funny analogy is, uh, as I was talking to the gang before we got started with the podcast, I stated that we have, it's two steps forward, one steps back. And as we were roughly discussing it, it really doesn't matter how you look at the analogy. It, it's all going to come out relatively exactly the same way. It's, you're, you've got something you did, you're going to do a task, a project, um, something personal, something health-wise that you're trying to accomplish and you're trying to move forward with, and it doesn't always work out. And so you have to stop, you have to rethink it. Um, you have to reorganize sometimes, you have to departmentalize, um, and you have to put it in its place and, and, and reconfigure the process. Maybe you have to backtrack just a few steps in order to move the, the steps you, where you want to get to. And maybe you won't get to where you need to go, but you'll at least get another step forward. So today's topic, which, while being a little bit different, is one step forward, two steps back. And I'm going to start with Stuart because, Stuart, not just because you're the elder here, uh, mm -hmm. but you're an awesome person and you're an awesome friend and you have had years and years of experience. You cannot tell me you don't have 25 different scenarios of taking one step forward and two steps back over the years. Well, I guess I would start off because uh, prior to, to hitting the record button, we were talking a little bit about your health and you and I share, uh, share bouts with cancer uh, and with cancer, especially uh, you always at least hope to take two steps forward. And if there is a back step, you want it to be one. Uh, so you're moving forward and coming back, you know, two, two steps forward, one step back. Sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you take that one step forward and you get knocked back two steps. So now you've got to work harder to try and, and reverse that. Um, and you and I have both been down the same path where, you know, dealing with, with uh, serious medical issues, it's an unknown. There's question marks in front mm -hmm. of you. And you're taking that one step forward and saying, yeah, I, I, I got one step forward. And then all of a sudden uh, you get a test back and, oh, it wasn't as uh, forward as we thought it was. Uh, so you keep on persevering. It's, it's true a lot of ways. I mean, I, I, I was thinking back on the topic and there were times when I was in college and I really thought that I was moving forward, but every time I did something, I'd find out that it, it wasn't really quite up to par and I got knocked back on my haunches again and had to, had to go back and do it, do it all over again. So yeah, it's, it's something that that we all face in our lives, uh, the important lesson to learn is, do we learn from it? Yeah, that's the key. That, you know what? And the interesting concept of, of saying, taking the steps forward and the steps back, right? It, it's exactly what I started out with. It's the, the process is you've got something you wanna move forward with. And while you think you're moving forward sometimes, you may be going more in slow motion than you are in the fast motion that you're thinking. Um, and Stuart's referring to a, a multiple things, but in health-wise, yeah, I, I'm been suffering from cancer and I'm still dealing with it as we speak. The, the process for me is um, I had an esophagectomy not too many months ago and I'm struggling on eating. Um, it's the, my new esophagus, so to speak, is not behaving the way that it's supposed to. 
Um, some people it works out perfectly after surgeries and some people it, it takes years. And, um, and me, we're trying different things. And so I've gone through two big procedures and, and these are procedures that are not easily, you know, looked upon. I mean, these are, these are highly dangerous. You know, I could be on the table and do too much and not that you could die from it, but I could definitely be worse off. And so, you know, when I'm talking to my oncologist, I'm, I'm saying the same thing that Stuart's referring to is, you know, I feel like um, I went in to do these two procedures and I, I'm saying my way is saying I'm going two steps forward because I did two procedures, but right. yet each procedure I've done, I go back a step. So while it's better, it's not perfect and it's not where I'm comfortable with. It's not where I want to be. Right. But here's something else. I just you just said something, Stuart. I had a conversation with two colleagues just the last three days, two different colleagues, but almost on the exact same topics. You know how, and Monica probably will have great experience with this. You, you, you have a task, something that you want to do. Now, in your case, it could be an employee business related, a project that you're working on. And what I had found out is when you don't have these discussions with people that are mentors and people that you can relate to, it's just something you keep in your head. And one of my friends said, you know, I, I brought on a nonprofit organization to work with. And he goes, he goes, it was great the first year, great the second year. And then the third year, it started to die out a little bit. He goes, what I realized, if I don't push a button, if I just sit back and watch it, nothing ever happens. So we created this task to move forward to help other nonprofits to work with other nonprofits. But if I'm not doing the work, then none of the team, he goes, I, you know, I bring on three or four people on the team. And then I, I, if I bark the order and say, okay, guys, this is the event, this is the task, this is what we're going to go do. Well, then everybody's got a project, but then no one goes outside of their comfort zone to, 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 you know, think forward to think, okay, well, we got this task. Okay. Well, we need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. No, it's just, Hey, here's the orders that were barked at me. I'm going to go do that. Then my friend comes back and says, well, wait a minute. Why didn't you do this? Oh, well, I didn't think about that. Well, okay. Well, I, I gave you a roundabout task. We, we got an event coming up. We got a, and I said, you know, and Stuart can relate this. This is how it started with me when I started Warrior Support Alliance. My wife and I started it. And while we did the task, the other eight or nine people that I had helping and supporting a volunteer, if I didn't push their buttons, it didn't happen because you, you had it. it you can, you can use this analogy in different ways, but in our case, we had events that we were doing all the time. Mm -hmm. And if I just sat back and said, okay, I don't, I'm not going to worry about event number two, cause that's three months down the road. So I'm going to worry about event number one right now. And I've got my team working on event number one, then halfway through event number one, I'm now working on event number two. Well, then two things happen. The staff's overwhelmed because they can't focus on staff on number two, cause they hadn't finished number one yet. Mm -hmm. So then you're doing the work. Well, then you get to a point where it's a stopping point and then event number one's done. And then what happens? The team dies. Yeah. Cause then well, why aren't we doing team? Why aren't we doing event number two? Because then I got to go push the button again. Okay. Go make this phone call. Go do this, go do this, go do that. And then the process happens. So in, in my world, those have been my two big analogies that just came up over the last couple of days, which is why I brought the topic up because I thought, isn't it interesting how we try a lot of things in our lives. And when we think about a, a purpose that we're going to, propose forward moving, whether it's a new business or whether it's a discussion, whether it's a, a vacation trip, we're going to do something, but something always along the way steps forward. And I know Monica can, can relate to this because you've been in business, you've hired people, you've seen things and, mm -hmm. and your business is task oriented. So yeah. I know you've got things to talk about on that part. Yeah, definitely. I think um, like for me, it's been, um, how I would say it's been kind of like this dance of like, try this, do the dance a little bit here. And then, you know, you're changing partners or you're doing something or you're kind of going backwards in a way where you have to um, review, reorganize, re-strategize. Because like you said, like something that you would have done for your first event might not work for the second event. So you can't even go backwards because you just have to go a totally different way. So for me, I feel like it's like this dance all the time. I do, um, events and we've done like international art tours where we've taken people and the same model is there but it's not always the same way that we can do it right especially the last few years everything's just been kind of like flipped over and we have to try something totally different but i don't know if it's like 
necessarily have been a bad thing because every time you do something and it turns out however it turns out it might turn out great it might turn out not so great it might turn out that it was valuable personally but not so you know viable financially um or vice versa um but i don't know if it's like necessarily super bad i think that everything you're always kind of like learning and improving right so i try to take those things where like maybe um something you know happened where i wasn't i wasn't anticipating the results and then just kind of learn from that and grow from that and take take the tidbits that i want and then you know adjust and grow and change it so that the next time i do it or the next time I attempt to kind of like use the same model or, or a similar model that I'm, I'm always like evolving. Right. Rather than devolving. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people will be like, Oh, that didn't work out. I'm going to go back to the way it was. And then just forget about my idea or forget about this, this thing I want to do, this project I want to do is too hard because they get those hurdles and we all are going to get those hurdles. But the important thing I think is just to keep going all the time. Right. I'm into that. Yeah. yeah, and I, yeah, I think you just nailed it right there. That's the tangible product right there. That's the yeah. value, is that you can't stop. Yeah. Especially if it's in your heart. Now, if it's a, you know, if it's something you have to do, because mm -hmm. it is a task. It's it is business related, and it's it it means your life or death of your business, and you, it means money or no money, right? Yeah. Then you have to push forward regardless. But on other things, you can back up a little bit, and yeah. you can reevaluate and look at the process. But you, yeah. at the end of the day, you have the choice to make. Is it making me something that's going to be a valuable, a tangible product for my business or my personal health? Well, mm -hmm. then I got to continue moving forward. And if it's not, then it's okay to take a step back. Yeah. And and that's I know Wes can relate to this because, yeah. you know, just recently I've been working on two websites, and one of those is is related to Wes um, um, uh, to Stuart and I doing something um, that I've done in the past, which is running a, a radio station, and. I went all gung ho, got it. I got, I'm probably 85, 95% there done on the website and stuff. But then my health kind of stepped in. I had to take a break for a second. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the, the one step forward, two steps back is you're, you're in, it's, it's sometimes I can describe it better this way, like a graphic artist. Sometimes you're in the inspiration and in the moment. Yes. And you can go 100% into it. And then at some point, squirrel, something yeah. changes, right? <laughs> It yeah. can be 1%. It could be 0.01%, but just the one little thing changes your direction. And then all of a sudden that halts and now it's 99% stopped. Yeah. Right. And then what, what, how do you find the refocus, right? You, it's in the back of your mind. It's in your heart. You know, you got to get there at some point, but you got all these other things. It's hard as, as, as humans, I say, it's hard as to sit back and put it down on a piece of paper and go, okay, what do I have to get done? let me reorganize reorganize is the most complicated thing in our lives because mm -hmm. we can put it up here and we can procrastinate or we can move forward what happens we procrastinate 99 percent of the time we procrastinate and then we get overwhelmed and then it doesn't get done and then we move on and then three years later we're like wow if i would have just done that it would have been great yeah it's true so well i know you you're working on business stuff and so I, you've seen your dad do this stuff. You've, you, you're running in the business of, of doing yachts and, and rentals and things. And so I know you've had the experience of, okay, I just got something accomplished and I'm there. It's ready to go. <laughs> nope, it's not. I got to go back. I got to look at it again. Yeah. So for me, my, um, my struggle has been with on the merchandising side right now. Um, I've hardest had part. Yeah, I've had yeah. A, a lot of um, recommendations for Canadian merchandising suppliers, like the people that actually do like the, the branding and stuff on, on all the uh, clothing and, you know, um, mugs and kind of corporate related stuff, right? right. So I, I've dealt with a bunch of these companies that are in Canada and nobody has really stepped up and been able to fulfill exactly what I need. Either the, the cost measure is too high, the uh, minimum order number is too high, um, the quality is not there, something comes up, right? So one thing I can comment about is that there was a company out of Vancouver, I won't name them who they are, um, but they are well known and reputable, right? But uh, when I went and tried to do business with them, the thing that uh, kept me from doing business with them is that they lacked communication. 
um, every time I would email them, they would send me a uh, an email back with somebody else's name attached. So it wasn't, oh. it wasn't the same sales rep every time. So that would come down to the company having middle management, somebody that would be more of like a, a client manager that would uh, you know, have a bunch of um, customers or businesses all under one portfolio, and then they only dealt with those companies, right? Well, that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so that's, that's the two steps back part. Yeah, exactly. So with this particular company, I know that they've had different uh, iterations of that company and um, the the owner of that company branched off and had basically two different companies under his corporation, I guess. Um, so basically two different models, right? One is more kind of the corporate kind of uh, more of a high-end customer base and the other one is more of a uh, no minimum to your order, kind of rapid fire putting out merchandise for that for that base, right? So uh, they have had a lot of growth and a lot of setbacks, and, and with that growth, um, resulted in poor communication. So uh, I think that's a lesson for everybody to learn: is that you you should make sure that when you're starting out, or even as you grow, that you make sure you put your right people in place that can help you help you grow. It's interesting that you went in that that route. When I think about people that I've met over the years that have started a business um, and I'm, and I'm no different, but you try to be bigger than what you are. And so you will find a partner, a relationship, a phone system, an email system, something to make it look like you got more employees, more people that are helping in your team. But if you're not on the ball game, following along with the actual real client that's coming in, they're not stupid. They no. will catch on things. Exactly. And that's exactly what what's happened with you. Um, I haven't, I like Stuart almost said something about it too, but I've seen it happen. It happens all the time. In fact, you know, I just recently, um, with a nonprofit that I'm working with, we went with a company, um, that is a, uh, a task oriented software company. Um, we need to be a, a, have an assignable software and need to be more customized for us. And I went through like the first person that I reached out to was like, okay, great. I love this person. This person's great. I'm going to sign up with them. We will go to and then they're like, okay, well, I'm going to now tie, tie you on over to Kyle and Kyle's going to process your order and everything. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I need more support. I need, I got more questions. We're not ready to push forward on the product. And then all of a sudden now this guy's calling me and then I'm asking the guy, well, I thought you were ready to do the order. And then, then he put me on this lady named Amber. And so now I'm talking to Amber and Amber's like, okay, what's your questions? And she, I get her question. Okay. Well, let me get back to you. Let me get you over to, to Derek. And I'm like, who's Derek? <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, that's one of our uh, sales reps. And I go, well, can I get back over to Kyle? And she's like, well, uh, Kyle's, Kyle's uh, available, not available now. And I'm like, okay, so do you guys not assign something to a task to a person? It's like temporarily put there. And if you don't take the offer, then you're, you're, you're booted and you're going to go back into the call line and you're going to get the yeah. next available rep. Well, maybe yeah. I liked Amber, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so does that make sense? Does that happen to you guys? even if you're just in regular retail stuff that you're trying to accomplish. I mean, it, it, to me, that's, that is really, yeah. it's, it's almost like the song out there. It's one step forward, three steps back. I'm not <laughs> stupid. I caught your wind. You don't know what you're doing and you're not bigger than you really think you are. I don't from know. The, from the business standpoint, all they're interested in is, is, money. is the money. The money aspect of it. So they they just want to they want to satisfy you with as little effort as possible, so they can just invoice you and get your check. What happened and, in the '80s when Tom when Tom uh, uh, what's his name? Selleck. Tom, no, know. not Tom Selleck. Um, Tom Cruise. Tom show Tom. me the money. money. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what they all do. Just show me the money. Yeah, but I, you know, just what what Wes was saying earlier too is the way my wife and I actually ran our business. If we were dealing with a company that was so big that we could not get that relationship going, where they would take care of me as their customer, and all goodbye, exactly. you know, we would we would always cite. Uh, seek out those smaller mama yeah. papa manufacturers that saw us as a gold mine for them. They would bend over backwards to do whatever they could 
to make us happy rather than what do I have to do in order for you to make me happy? Uh, you understand what I'm, what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I think Monica can probably relate yeah. to this because just, she's, she's over there laughing. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Oh yeah, I got something. Yeah, I got something. She's, she's product oriented. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about calling Telus my cell phone provider, mm-hmm. versus going in. Yesterday, went to a tiny little ice cream shop that my friend started with her husband, and just like the difference in like service just from like this big cell phone company where they pass you off to people who are like out of country and you know that there's like you know low paying wages and all the rest of that that comes with all of that and those people aren't really invested in the in that company because it's so big and it's so huge and they're just trying to survive and they're you know in philippines or wherever versus like the little mom and pop ice cream shop on the corner, which I posted on my Facebook and on my Instagram and people were like, Oh, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go, I'm going to go support them. But like, then you think about that when you think about like big companies and the amount of resistance that that's coming with because of service like this. Right. So I don't know. It's just, it's funny, funny that we're talking about it because I totally can relate to that with like, I always seek out the smaller company and the smaller, like, you know, I like the relationships that you form with people over the years. And that's a huge thing. Like if I can trust somebody with uh, whatever task or service that they're providing me with and, and and go the long haul with those people, I'd rather go with those people, even if they're small and they're just starting out and build that relationship over time than try to like scale my way through this corporate ladder as this like nobody customer for them. They're thinking, oh, she's just got, you know, smaller, smaller business. It's not big enough. Right. So. And I'm, I'm, I'm really looking at that in like all aspects of my own business too, like financing, working with investors, um, you know, working with local suppliers, especially right now with like all the supply chain issues and all that stuff is just really looking at like, what do we have available in our own communities and our own backyards? And how do we leverage that kind of um, collaboration so that, you know, you feel more comfortable when you like and you know, and you trust the person you're working with, right? You nailed it. You yeah, nailed you know, the you nailed the most important word today in community is that word yeah because that you're right and Stuart, you, you guys are on the same page i'm telling you when you think about business starting people always think about bigger is better and it's not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the smart way to do it is if you start local yeah and you work local yeah. you can grow at any given time sure. but if somebody's in front of you they're just down the street right because yeah. you're in your community you're going to be more beneficial now it's not always going to is it going to be less expensive for you or or more resources for you but you got to start somewhere mm-hmm. and it's better to have a person that's there that can help you and support you and you both actually said the one most important thing that i'm gonna i'll tell a little short story every business in this globe okay doesn't matter what business doesn't matter what continent you're in doesn't matter what city state and country you're in but every business has one key word and it's called service mm-hmm. absolutely you started that business on service and i'm sorry but i can tell you that over 60 percent of companies suck on service yeah, it's that simple exactly. if it's not more than that a friend of mine just told me um it was late last year sometime and it wasn't a private conversation, but I, but I can give some of it. He works for a big old company, a big apparel company. And I might've actually talked about this in the past on a show or two, maybe not on this one, but some other show, if, if people remember my name somewhere, but he was with this big company and there was an opportunity that there was going to be a major change in the company. So he came on our leadership uh, expedition that we did. And he kind of had an idea that he needed to make some changes really, really quick. Like, like we're talking the next couple of weeks. Um, or his whole team of 60 people were going to be gone. Well, that all worked out. He went back, he went back to the job and he, he said, Hey, I want to make some big changes. He made the changes six months to a year later down the road, as he's making those changes, he's now getting moved up in the chair and he's now talking to the board of the organization and the chairman and some of the presidents in there and some of the executives. And they're talking about moving into 2022 and some of the new things that they want to proceed. And my friend Dan stood up and go, and, and he didn't really stand up, but he, he just vouched his opinion without overthinking and, and really without even thinking at all. He just blurted out and goes, we suck at service. 
Mm. We've made a big mistake. We, we, we have an injustice to our customers. And then the, the chairman asked Dan to elaborate and he was intrigued about why'd you pop that off so fast? And he's like, well, no, no, no pun intended and no disrespect to anybody in this room, but we went into business for service and our customers buy things from us because not just of our apparel, not just because of what we sell, because of who we are. But we forgot over the last 50 years, that's how long they've been in business. We forgot somewhere along the road to do the two most important things that we're not doing today. We're not respecting our customers and we're not providing service. Can I, can I give you a, a really good example of that? And we've all, we've all been through it. When you call and the answering machine says, we're not available to take your call at this time. Please leave your name and phone number and a brief message, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Oh, now, it hurts me. It, is that is that how you want to run your business? Is that how you nope. want to deal with your suppliers? Nope. I've got to sit and wait and wait until you get back to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know... Wes and, and Monica, I'm sure that you've been in this in this situation too. You need an answer. Mm-hmm. A day or two goes by and you don't have the answer. So you call back again and either somebody says, yeah. oh yeah, it's on my desk. I'll, I'll, I'll get an answer. No. The other side of that coin is when you're dealing with a small company, an independent company or something, yeah. and all of a sudden they say, we'll, I'll get back to you by tomorrow. And all of a sudden, an hour later, they call you up and they say, I got an answer for you. That's who you want to do business with is somebody that that it, you are important to them. Yeah, That's where that you don't mind taking a step forward and maybe taking a couple steps back. But knowing that the relationship that you've established is going to work in your favor in the long run mm-hmm. is more important than waiting and waiting and waiting and you're yeah. still going two steps back and a third step back. You can't take care of your client or your customer because you're waiting for an answer from the other end. I'll even take that one step forward. Just recently working with um, my radio station that I'm starting, I, I have a relationship with somebody in the UK. I don't know them, they don't know me, but I, you know, when I first made the communication, this girl named Claire reached out to me and she's been a, every step of the way. Like I, she told me it's going to take three weeks to get the answer that she's looking for with the company because it's a big answer that I'm asking request. Well, six days go by. She she just said, "Hey, listen, it's Friday. I'm sorry, I'm leaving for the weekend. I'm going to be gone for Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Um, so limited communications on my part. But hey, we're still working on it. I just want you to know, I just had a communication with the team. It's still probably going to be another week or two, but I just let you know we haven't forgot about you. And she did it four times in the three weeks, and then uh-huh. at the end. She yeah. called me. I wasn't available. She emailed me and, and, and said, hey, I want to reach out to you. Well, and then I didn't reach out to her in two or three hours. So then she just sent me a long email to relate down and said, we can still talk. But here's the result. Here's the answer. And I hate to leave it this way, but I know I need to give you the answer. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that because that person went above and beyond what some people feel is their job. Mm-hmm. Right. She's she is a corporate executive of the company, but. She did the one important thing. She provided service, whether it was service that I'm going to work with and and it's going to be a relationship long term. It ends up it's not going to be with us, but I'm still going to reach out to that company and do some work with them. Just not that project because you were important to her. Oh, absolutely. You said it right. If you're not the gold mine. Right. And Monica said it, too, just like the little little ice cream shop. Right. Mm -hmm. Local community. If you have relationships and you start those relationships, those yeah. are goldmine relationships. Yeah. Right? Well, that's, I think it's also too like part of like the manager and the business owner's job to make sure that everybody who's working on the team is invested. Because that's the other part. It's like the people who aren't taking the time and who aren't valuing the customer and are putting things off and just doing the bare minimum at their work truly shouldn't be there if they're not like working with that mindset that like, yes, sure, we'll grow and we might get bigger and might have 100 or 200 or 5,000 employees. But at the end of the day, we want to treat everybody the same way as we did when we were just, you know, two people running the show and, you know, working with just clients directly. Yeah, right. And absolutely. I think that's a big thing. People, you know, they, 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 
they tend to like abuse their positions because they have a CEO position or a president or whatever, you know, nice, nice cushy job. And then they feel like they can do the minimum. Right. And like, that's, I don't know. I think that that's part of like society in general right now is that we feel like we're entitled, you know, and like that mm-hmm. whole like manners and all the good old days. Like I'm not that, I'm not that old, but I can certainly remember like, you know, having to like make sure that you open the doors for your, people that are older and make sure you carry the groceries in and make sure you say please and thank you. And it's just a different kind of like atmosphere at the moment, I think. And I think if we go backwards, like, like we said, taking it back to taking a step back and like looking at that, you know, just evolution in our own like societal, like culture and going back to that is not necessarily a bad thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting I had a friend that just posted something the other day and I don't remember it word for word on his Instagram, but it was something like, you know, if you, if your circle of friends around you aren't working with you, yeah. then you're in the wrong circle of friends. Yeah, right. It's yeah. true. And yeah. in, in my stage of where I'm at mentally and, and physically with my cancer, I, I, I'm in that boat sometimes because I'm wondering if there's anybody out there, you know, thinks about me because yeah. you, you get into that mental state of, you know, I don't post all the time. I don't put everything out there. Uh, yeah. I've been trying because I, I, there's a story to tell on, on the type of cancer I have. That's, it's, it's rare, but it's not rare. And people don't understand what it is and what it is. But, you know, the, the type of cancer and procedure I had done is actually one of the most difficult surgeries to do to date. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's even more difficult than a heart surgery. Heart surgery is easy compared to what I went through. But the the process in your brain is... You know, I'm doing all this work out there. Is anybody watching? Is anybody paying attention? Yeah. Is anybody listening? Um, and then if you slow down for a second, there's your hand and there's your circle. Because yeah. that's how many people I know that check on me every week. And one of those is, is well, two of those are on here now because even just West did that not too long ago. Um, it, you, you're, when you think about the, uh, the analogy of taking one step forward, two steps back, I was reading something while Monica was talking about it. It, it. The progress about experience is what relates to how this thing came forward. And I was looking up, when did this get started? When did the, the meme of it get put in society? And one of the things that it says, it says, if you take one step forward, two steps back, it means you're making progress, but then experience events that cause you to be further behind than you were when you made the progress. Sometimes it's called slow motion. Stuart said that, right? Smart vocabulary, related words and phrases, they're all deteriorating in your step forward because you realize you're having to take a step back and you're frustrated because you're not going to the, to the task. You're not completing that project and task at hand moving forward because you just took a step back. Right. So two things happen in their analogy, and that is you give up. And I think Monica said that earlier. You give up, you put it aside, and then, uh, interesting, procrastinating. Yeah, yeah. You just put it off, and it'll be next month or next year or some point. You may do it, but it's, you just can put it off because it's too frustrating. Mark, speaking along those lines, I think I can kind of uh, speak on a whole other level when it comes to this mentoring aspect is that I can imagine that there's a bunch of students out there that are actually listening in to us as well. There's a bunch of students, and, and I know that they, that, you know, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, college or even high school students out there that enjoy podcasts. So what I'm about, what I'm about to say would uh, hopefully influence you and encourage you to um, keep keep moving forward. So from my experience in high school, is that I was at risk of failing a class and that class was geology i was big into uh you know earth sciences that was my you know attraction versus going into biology and chemistry and all that kind of stuff so yeah i was at risk of failing uh ge- geology or sorry geography and, uh, and it was due to the fact that i wasn't relating the subject matter with the teacher that was the big problem is the teacher wasn't connecting with me um, and so what I ended up doing is I dropped that block. I dropped that class and certainly that's a big risk, right? You're not sure if, um, it's the right step to do, if, if um, maybe putting in the extra effort and, you know, getting a, you know, uh, 
hiring somebody on the side that can help you to increase your grades, pass, pass tests, that sort of thing, um, and help you pass that class. Um, that's one way to, to get through that hurdle, right? Um, but for me, um, that wasn't an option. And so the option was to drop the class. And, you know, how the education system works is that you need the points, you need the credits in order to graduate high school. So we went and with my counselor and with my parents, we went and reviewed what would be feasible for collecting enough points, enough credits to graduate. And what made sense for me is to get a study block. Um, there was learning assistance. I don't know if that's new in the 90s, if that was something in the 80s and 70s that people had available to them. Um, but definitely in the newer generation, having learning assistance, uh, you get credits for that. So that was my step forward uh, after taking a step back. Um, and that helped me immensely. I had, you know, of course we have tons and tons of hours of homework to do each day. And so that extra study block gave me the opportunity to catch up on all my work before I got home. So I had less homework when I got home. Well, that's just reorganizing and, and putting a value to what you're trying to accomplish at the end of the day. You know, sometimes slowing down is not a bad thing. Exactly. It's really not. And that's, I, yep. I, I can't say that I've done that exact same thing, but I've, I've had similar situations in my life on task. And I know all four of us have. So I appreciate that. You know, in, in these, and thinking about mentors, right? The students that are out there listening, people that are listening. Um, and I'm going to end with my comments today. But I'll, I'll, and if anybody's asking about Dan, Dan did a really good job, by the way. Um, the chairman moved him on to a project and um, he did say one thing to the chairman. Nobody cares about your religion. Nobody cares about your political field. Stop shoving things in this business down people's throats. We do one thing. We provide service. Let's go back to doing that. When you can stop telling everybody what your beliefs are and what your thoughts are and what your political agendas are, it doesn't make a bitty sense in the business side of it. The business side of it is all about service. It's what we sell. That's a personal issue. You got to take personal out. And that company is back on track, going back to what they did in the 60s, which is a catalog, like a JCPenney's catalog. They're doing a catalog again because all of their customers have been asking for years. When are you guys going to have a catalog? You've got right. 10,000 products out there. How the hell am I supposed to know what products you got? I go to your website. It's hard to go to your website to figure out something I look for because I need tangible product in front of me. I need visual because not everybody can just think in their head and look up and go, okay, I need a shirt. I need a mug. I need this. I need whatever it is, right? But, uh, but if it's in front of me in a catalog, oh, that's cool. I like that. Okay. But he had to tell the company to do the one important thing to get their company back on track. Right. And, and that's course, back to service. Relating to that, everybody, I'm sure, enjoyed the – the 90s era of the Sears Christmas catalog. Oh, I through that every year. And my Craftsman catalog was for me. Yeah. Oh, my, my two favorite were Brookstone and uh, Sharper Image. Oh, Sharper Image. Yes. Oh, you know, because yeah. they, because not only was it a cool catalog, but they had stuff in there that you didn't you don't see in the stores. Exactly. Yes. That's you what know, I like. Hummocker Schlemmer was the same way. Tools were the same way. It's like you only saw these special colors and these special tools even though they're the same thing in another place, it's not cool like this one. Yeah. But today's generation, what do you, what do, what do they say? Oh, I'll just Google it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's but, funny. You said that today. Cause yeah. I just had a, a text message from a colleague of mine today that her husband hates social media. Like yeah. just hates it. Used to be on all of them. And then he retired. He got off all of them. But you're gonna laugh. The two social media services that he's on, he's on LinkedIn because of their colleagues in business. He still does, but he has a TikTok account. Hey. He has no Twitter, no Instagram, no Facebook. You can't find him out there. You can't even hardly find him on Google except his business stuff that he was doing before he retired. But he's on TikTok, and I'm yeah. like, you're on the most stupid, idiotic service out there for a man of nearly 60 years old. He goes. Yeah, it's mind-numbing. It's just stupid stuff. I just watch other people being stupid. <laughs> so I get a laugh out of it. 
So is he taking one step forward or is he yeah. taking two well, steps back? I think he's taking two steps back because he right. says he hates social media, but he's on the one that's one of the worst social media that he hates. <laughs> but it right. gives him the most entertaining, right? Yeah. yeah. So in closing for me today, and I'll let each one of you guys close, you know, my, um, my life has always been moving steps forward. I never really try to stop the steps. I'm always gung-ho about pushing something forward and, and making a focus. So if I have some value to you today when you're while you're listening to our one step forward, two steps back, or if you want to change it, do two steps forward, one step back, it, it, it is fear. Get rid of it, right? Fear can be the death of you, but it can also be the success of you. Um, recently, um, I, I got a... a uh, a compliment that has kind of inspired my brain a little bit. And it, and it kind of went like this. Um, a, a, my wife goes to see the same oncologist that I see and they're having their private conversation. And in that conversation, it was, you know, how's your husband doing? Everything's good. And she starts talking to him and everything. And she says, I wish all my patients could be like him. And that, to me, that's a huge compliment because it, for you that for those that don't know, you can go to a website called sitdownshutupandhangon.com and you can read my story and see the videos and stuff that I've been posting over the last year. Um, and that's sitdownshutupandhangon.com. And the, the, when I think about that compliment, it is because I went into this thing with a positive attitude. If you want to succeed through cancer, you have to be positive. If you're depressed, if you're mentally unstable, if you are in a negative mind where all you're thinking about is I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, guess what? I hate to say it, but you're gonna die. Mm -hmm. And you may not die physically, but you're gonna die mentally because you have to be positive. And I told my oncologist like three or four times, don't you think people would be better off going through this stuff, this crap, if they had a positive attitude. So tell me what I can do. Tell me what I can try. Tell me how I can fix things so I can get on with my life because this is not going to kill me. I need to fix this. And I know it can because I got a positive attitude on that. That's how I got to live my life. Stuart knows this personally. It's how I live my life. So having that one negative, it's detrimental to me. So I got to shove it out the door and I got to kick it in the butt and I got to move on down the road. In this analogy today, as we're as I'm closing, you got to throw that fear out the door. You got to go in this with a positive attitude, but stay on stay on point, stay on the task, mm -hmm. and don't fret just because you took one, two, or three steps back. Continue yeah. moving forward. You can get there. You will get there. Throw out the word procrastination, because when that becomes in your mental stability, well, then my friend, that task and that project is going to fail on you. Stuart, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. What I was, I was going to say is I, my father was my mentor and all. And the one, one real key thing that I learned from him is he always said, crawl before you walk. Yeah. And that's true in, in, in business too. Nobody opens up a trucking company and says, I'm going to go out and buy 100 trucks and operate a Are trucking sure? company. You, you start sure? with one truck. <laughs> You add a second truck, a third truck, and you build on that. That's that's what what a successful business is all about. Uh, I think the same is true in in relationships. You have to work at it. You're going to make mistakes, but the important thing is you learn from your mistakes. You learn not to make the same mistakes twice. That's what we're all trying, I think, to say to each other and to the audience is that it's okay to make mistakes, but learn from those mistakes and build on those. And that's that's helps you with that road to success. Love it. Wes, what are your final thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of along the same lines with what you were saying. Basically just have, have that self-confidence so that no matter what you do, if there are setbacks, that you have that confidence just to continue following through with your vision. Um, yeah. It's your vision. Uh, you created it. You put in the, you know, the, the written draft of what you wanted to achieve. 
um, rely on that as your Bible. I mean, focus on that and keep keep pushing forward. Awesome. Love it. It's a great analogy. Monica, you want to close? Yeah, sure. I think um, I'm going to quote my partner, Rob. He awesome. always says, he always says uh, sometimes you need to slow down to speed up, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that when you slow down, we get so busy with everything, right? All this stuff's coming, especially when you're running solo at the beginning and you're just starting and you're doing a website and another website and social media and people and some blah, it's just so crazy. It's so nice to slow down, enjoy the view, get back to the things that matter, enjoy your family, you know, um, clear your head. And then once you get to that point, then it's like, okay, I know exactly what I want. And I needed that, to, I needed to slow down so that I could replenish and rejuvenate myself so that I could go forward, you know? I That's, love that. You know what I mean? Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so no, important. it's, I'm sitting with my nurse today doing chemo and she, I'm telling her about all these projects I'm doing and you just said it. Yeah. She looked at me and she goes, I'm, can I give you a, a little hint? And I go, yeah, she goes, don't forget about your body. Yeah. Right. And we do, like, we forget, especially as business we owners, do. we give everything to everyone. Yep. Yep. And then the last person we, we fill our bucket is ourselves. We forget to fill our own bucket, right? And when your bucket's empty, then you can't help other people, right? So yeah. I think it's partly a good thing to slow down a lot at the time. Mm -hmm. you know? I yeah. think that is yeah. the, the yeah. big analogy and takeaway today is yep. you, know, you have value in yourself. Yeah. Don't forget to slow down a little bit. It's okay. Mm -hmm. and and you can relook you can reorganize you can call it whatever you want mm -hmm. but your focus your mental focus will go tenfold if you could just slow down for a moment mm -hmm. and put the perspectives in place that you want to accomplish mm -hmm. and you'll be able to move faster but mm -hmm. you won't move so fast that it's going to go beyond what you're capable of you're just now more mentally focused to take on that project without all the other noises that are in your brain mm -hmm. and in your heart that's going to lead you in directions that you're not going to accomplish Right. which is what happens most of the time. It's a procrastination. I, I would say, I would say finish your day fulfilled, not yeah. exhausted. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. Stuart. Yeah. There's um, I'll, uh, I'll end with the last uh, comment today. There's a, if you go out on Instagram and look up TK Kund, K L U N D. His name is TK, uh, Tim Kund. Um, he's a uh, retired football star. He posts on Instagram almost every day some kind of meme of something positive. And um, if you want to go follow him, I'm telling you, it, he, I don't know how he does it. I don't know where he gets them. Hey, I don't know if he wakes up in the morning and goes, okay, God, give me, give me something. Uh, or he just pops up and says, that's what my brain slept with last night. So I'm going to put that on the meme today. Uh, that's what I'm going to talk about. His things is random. No two days are alike and no five days are alike. And, I, and I'll be honest, no hundred days are a lot because I don't know where he gets this stuff, but it's stuff that I don't see from anybody else. Now, mm -hmm. I can say, honestly, I know him personally, so he probably writes, and Tim, if you're listening, 30%, maybe 40%, he writes it on his own. But wow. he, he's got to get inspired from somewhere, right? Yeah. Something's got to inspire him during the day and along the, along the days and the hours. Um, but even if he does it, I still just don't understand where it all comes from. But it's if you go find TK Klun, you'll find that this guy has the perfect inspiration for you, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you're going through. And that is my tangible takeaway for you today. Go find that guy because that guy inspires me every single day that I see a post. I don't even if I look at it and go, eh, I will remember it because something is there of value that I need. It could be three days down the road, it could be a month down the road, but I will remember it. Um, and then I'll remember it for word for word, but those are the things that inspire me every day. Find that inspiration. We are, we, the four of us are here today as mentors to help you, uh, get, guide you, get you to where you need to be, or just give you a different way of thinking because of our experiences in life. We're not, uh, we're not coaches in the sense that we're trying to um, be a therapist to you or, or organize you and set you on the road. We're just trying to give you our experience and our relationships that we work with, um, giving you our mental stability and, and capability of where we are, where we've been. It's our experience. And um, mm -hmm. the four of us have those years of experience. And um, uh, to, to us, the, re the reason we started the mentor project was to be of value to you. So hopefully you took that off today. 
um, one step forward, two steps back, or if you want to change it, two steps forward, one step back. Um, you've heard it all from all four of us. And mm -hmm. hopefully uh, you don't stop what you're doing and you continue moving forward because uh, we're not going anywhere. We'll be here on the next episode, episode number five, coming up in just a few weeks. So hopefully you'll continue to listen. Anybody have any parting talks before we just say goodbye? No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Great topic, guys. I, th yeah. I think so, too. You know, I, I will say this, Stuart, every single time we end this show, I look at your picture and I want and I want to say something because Monica's going to laugh at this. <laughs> Stuart says something at the end of almost every single show, and he always says this this saying is go be out your, there and be yourself because everybody else is taken. Right. <laughs> and I want to end it in something like that, but I can't use that. That's yours. And it's like I look at you and go, okay, how do we I'm end the show? To share. I, I, I share. Yeah, okay, we'll share. Okay, well, go out there and be yourself, damn it, because everybody else is taken. That's right. right that's one word. It's one word. Stop procrastinating on your other people and stop being like everybody. Be yourself. That's exactly. right. All right. All right. Well, this is the end of podcast number four. And uh, Robert Mesh was not here today. He will be here on the next episode. He uh, sends his wishes. But you know what? We're going to start blogging. And Robert said he's going to post a blog. So I'm waiting on Robert. He'll be listening to the show. And he'll be like, crap. I forgot to <laughs> mark the blog. Yeah. So I'm reminding him while he's listening to this episode on the topic today. So if awesome. I could get you guys all to say, Robert, post the blog. Do it, Robert. Come on, yes. Robert. You got it. You got it, Robert. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the end of episode number four, guys, and we love you. We appreciate you guys coming back. Do not forget to follow us on all of our social medias out there that we're on and um, and, and make sure that we're on your favorite plot, uh, platform, podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, and the 150 I just found out two weeks ago that we're all on and we didn't even know we were on. We're out there. Yay. By the way. Yay. That's awesome. Yay. All right. We'll see you guys in a few weeks. Awesome. We're out. You've been listening Bye. to the Mentor Project Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you're at it, help spread the word by leaving a five-star review. Visit thementorproject.live for the latest blog updates and find us on social media at The Mentor Project Live. Mm -hmm.